Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Change your average entertainment show. More than entertainment than what's on the screen. Connecting dots on what you see. Welcome back. Entertainment Zone, Paul Amadeus Lane, welcome you here on ABC News Radio, KMT, AM and FM, as well as ones who are watching and streaming on our multiple formats out there, our Roku channel, our Fire TV channel. We welcome and we thank you. Well, my next guest is also a actor, a producer, a writer, and he's been in the game for many years, been a huge fan of his. So let's find out how he got into the biz, and some of the things that he's working on and maybe we can get him to reveal some top secret things as well i am so happy to have me right now actor writer director the awesome kent falcon what's going on ken how are you man i'm great brother it's good to talk to you how you doing hey i am doing fantastic i've uh, been, been watching you various projects over the years and and it's great Great to have a chat with you and, and talk with you. Hope hope all is well, man, during these crazy times. It has been a crazy time, man. All is well. Family's uh healthy, happy, uh, you know, riding it through, man. It's been a you know rough 18 months going on two years here, man. And just, you know, glad that been able to ride it through. It's been, you know, been a rough time. You know, I had a couple of buddies that I got close, but you know, God is good and they both pulled through. So but uh, hanging in here, man. Hanging in here. That's good. Always, always great to hear uh, when when ones yeah. are doing well. You know, I was thinking about you know when you were growing up in 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 North Carolina. What was some of the things that you saw yourself doing when you got older? Was it was it always acting and entertainment? Was that always your focus? Man, I'm I'm one of these crazy stories of uh, you know when I grew up, I, I I grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is Taper City, but I spent a lot of my time at my grandmother's in a little small town in Taper City. I mean, one stoplight town. And I remember as young as maybe five or six years old, uh, back way back then, the, the hot thing on Saturday night when they only had three channels, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, the hot thing on Saturday night was Love Boat, Fantasy Island, right? That was the thing. And I can distinctly remember being a kid looking at that TV box going, I don't know what that is, but I think I could do that, right? And I might as well have been saying to my mom, you know, I want to be an astronaut. You know, we didn't have any artists in our family. You know, I come from a family of educators and, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but to her credit, she, you know, she didn't dissuade me or whatever. She just kind of listened and nodded or what have you. So I knew from a very young age that that's what I wanted to do. And um, kept kind of pursuing certain things and, and you know, things worked out. I, I got a some great breaks, even locally, man. I mean, I remember being in, uh, I think it was like eighth grade, middle school. I was in a little drama class, and some guy came through. He was, he was trying to do this short film about kids who think they were too small to play basketball. It was kind of like a little stand-by-me journey. They were going to go on this journey down to NC State to see Spud Webb. You know, I don't know if you remember Spud Webb, 5'7", dunk champion, like, oh, yeah, so, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, right? 
Bud Ware, right? Back, yeah. yeah, so while he was at NC State, so these kids, and I was playing like a little bit of an older mentor to these young guys, say, ah, oh, you're never too small, what have you. And they go off on this adventure. So this guy comes into this little drama class, and he, you know, we do a few improvs, and then we go out and shoot a few loops or whatever. And uh, I get the role. So I shot my first little short film, you know, I was thinking maybe 12 or 13, right? So fast forward, now I'm in high school, and in another drama class, and the drama teacher says, uh, hey, they're, they're gonna do this, this TV program out of uh, WRL, which is the CBS station there. Uh, and they're looking to audition kids, you should go down there. I'm like, okay, and now I can't drive, so I'm taking the city bus, you know, and I get there, I walk in, and lo and behold, who's, you know, the producer behind it was the same guy from the short film, which was called Coming Up Short, right? And I uh, went through a long audition process and I ended up getting that role. And it was a show called Sparks and I played a teenage time traveler. And so I did that all through high school, man. And so it, it was a blessing. I was able to start working early, uh, got a little bit of local celebrity, right? But I wasn't overly exposed. It wasn't like I was Gary Coleman or whatever. Everybody knew me. It was just, it was just local. Like my grandmother, they didn't get it where she lived, right? But there were parts of Virginia and, and South Carolina where you got it and a lot of North Carolina where you got the show. So that was a great training ground for me um, in a lot of aspects, not even just acting, just, just kind of how to deal as a professional, you know, and how to manage work, you know, because so the first two years of the show, I couldn't drive. So I was taking the bus to work. We'd film in studio two days a week and then we shoot over locations on the weekend. Right? And it was, you know, simple show of, these kids, they have a problem. The math scientist professor sends them back in time to some historical figure who had a similar problem. You know, they have a little talk and they come back and life is well, right? <laughs> so uh, it it really just kind of opened it up and I was just I was just blessed. And I'm sure my mom was looking at it like, oh, he was talking about being an actor. Okay, well, she didn't say anything. And I'm sure at that point she's like, well, look, well, help me with this light bill. You know, you out here working now. so. <laughs> But uh, it was just it was just fortunate. And then I, I went off to study. It was it's kind of one of those things man. I, I knew very young what I wanted to pursue. And that ended up being a real blessing. You know, I kind of had a guidepost to, to keep me focused. All right. Ken, that is so cool, man. You know, I can only imagine, you know, being in, in, in middle school and high school and, and being on a TV program, man, you were probably more more uh you know popular than the, than the football and the basketball players man I, no you know and i played football man i was on the team and my mom was like you know you want to be an actor and you gonna mess up your family i'm like look you know this is my only time to really play i'm not trying to you know go off and play beyond this so i you know i, I gotta do this now and, and and had a had a good time man. and and my community there in Raleigh were just really supportive, man. They were always, you know, I didn't really have any like haters in school or anything like that. It was just like, go, can't go, you know, do your thing. I mean, even to this day, you know, on Facebook, you know, cats will be hitting me back from people I know from the third grade, you know, I was so proud of you or whatever. And, and I just, you know, listen, I'm just like, y'all, we boys, you know, we played ball together, you know, we gave each other rides to practice, you know, here's $5 on gas, man. You know, it was that, that kind of thing, man, it was that kind of upbringing. And, and it was, uh, it was really, I look back on it, man, it was really, really supportive, really supportive. I have a North Carolina memory myself. I spent about right. six months in Florence, Alabama. It was right after my, my car accident that, that left me a quadriplegic and I was doing some therapy 
down in uh, northern Alabama. I had a good friend who had family from from North Carolina, Raleigh area. And he said, okay. he said, Paul, I, I'm going to go visit my family. When I come back, I'm going to bring you some some pulled pork and I'm going to put some mustard slaw on it. I was like, man, I'm from California. We don't put nothing on our sandwich, but maybe some, some, white, some two pieces of white Wonder Bread and that's it. But right. he introduced me to slaw, coleslaw on my pulled pork. Oh. So North Carolina oh, taught, me, taught, me, taught me how to have some uh, a more, more um, let's say, mature palate. So that's my North Carolina story, right? Now. Right on. You had some of that North Carolina barbecue, man. That real, that real pig with the coleslaw and the white bun, man. Now you, you know it well. The only, I guess, the only being here in California, man. What I do miss, and every time I'm back east, is Bojangles. I just roll through. I mean, I get off the plane, like, you know, can't get it out here in California. Let me just go grab this Bojangles biscuit real quick. And, uh, but now I hear you, man. I heard of Bojangles too. So one of these days, uh, you gotta get it, man. You gonna be hooked. You're yeah, gonna have somebody FedEx and you some. <laughs> definitely, 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 definitely. And and Kent, when you when you look at just the, the journey of you being in the acting acting world, what would you say was the, was the biggest challenge? You know, just to because you you've been in the game since the since the late nineties, and, and I'm sorry, eighties. I'm sorry. Let, let, let me look up. Let me look. Up, I don't want to. I don't want to shortchange. Yeah, me. no. I did my first film. I was still in high school, man. I did one of the Corey movies. Yeah, since, yeah. Since, since the eighties, and and what what has been like the 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 biggest challenge of just being relevant all those years, like you have been. You know, it's it's the biggest challenge is because the business is such up and down. You know, there's so many ebbs and flows and highs and lows, and the main challenge is you know, like my personality, man. I just try to stay fairly even. I don't try to get too excited about much. I don't try to get too down about much you know because there are so many ups and downs already and, and i think the biggest challenge is just to to continue to see it just as as work and as not to try to take things personal and to stay with it man because so many things are out of your control so many things can be quote unquote unfair right that you to fight against being discouraged and i think I'm able to fight against being discouraged because I, you know, I love the work so much. I either the acting or the writing or the directing or just being creative that that keeps me that, that, that drive keeps me going, you know, despite the ups and downs or despite, Oh, you know, I should have had this or maybe I shouldn't have had that or had this and it slipped away or something happened at the last minute or the whole project went away. You know, that thing, you know, everything happens. Right. Um, I think that's been the biggest challenge is, is to you know, stay, with it through discouraging times. And I think my ability to stay with it, it comes because one, I love it. And I, you know, I try to find the creativity in other angles, you know, when doors close, man, I'm always trying to find the, the next one that might be open. So I, I think that's been my biggest challenge. And when you, when you look at just the various roles that you've played over the years, you've, you've been an officer, you've been, I believe a military person, you've been, an advertisement executive. You've been <laughs> uh, you've been married to a crazy woman. That was yeah. another one for better for better or for worse. How do you how do you how do you get into those roles? And then how do you kind of kind of decompress to to come back to Kent? Because you know I've I've done a little bit of things in the days, and I know I have to get into like certain certain mindset. But then how do you turn that off and just just relax and be, be Kent? 
Yeah, you know, it's I think um, one of the ones uh, on the Soul Food series way back in the day, uh, I played Bird's former school teacher. He's a young teacher and she was still in high school. They kind of had, you know, an inappropriate relationship. He comes back. He basically starts stalking her, attempts to rape her at one point. You know, I have to yank her out of this convertible and da da. And, you know, of course, he gets his come up and said, damn, you know, Lim comes through with the crime, crying, knocks the butt out, all this kind of stuff, right? Um, but that character was dark, you know, I mean, in, in that whole sequence where he's stalking her and being at work and he's he's already broken into her house and stolen some of her undergarments and he's there sniffing and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it was a sort of a dark place you know, to go. Um, and it wasn't hard to let that go, you know, cause it's, you know, since that ain't me, man, to be able to walk away, like, whew, I'm, I'm glad to be able to put that down. You know, um, it was more of a challenge of uh, getting to that place where you, you know, you're so obsessed that you're making choices that are justified in your mind to, to be, you know, that place or something that I deserve her or, you know, I'm the best thing for her or trying to find, what would motivate a character to be to be that way, right? That was the challenge to get in that space. The the hard the easy part was letting it go. It's like, okay, whew, we wrap we out of that, man. But funny enough, man, that 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 role followed me for years. And particularly like um, the sisters at TSA in the airport, man. I remember for like like, like a 10 year stretch. I would be in the airport and sister like you need to leave Bird alone. You just need to leave Bird oh. alone, right? I need you to step over. Here. I need you to step over here. And you know, like she in her uniform, I'm like, are you, are you serious? Are you do I need to step over? You know, whatever. So they and, I, and they would it would happen so long. I was like, man, is that still on? Are the reruns? How? Why are you stressing me about Soul Food series? Is that still going on? But uh, evidently, it, it left an impact, man. It left an impact. No, I, I, I definitely get it. I definitely get it. Because sometimes we uh, look at people's roles and it's like, that's not them. They're just playing that character, you know? And, and then and right. then after a while, we see, them, we see them all in different roles. You're like, man, that's that dude that did that. It's like, no, it's a role. It's a role. But, but, but you know, I, right. I, I admire, I admire, you know, you and your craft and, and how you're able to, to come off, come off believable and, and, ha and have that realism. You know when you're when you're on the screen because just like um for better or for worse when the relationships uh that you had on, on that show with keisha um and everything right. and that 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 was like real talk because you know i know of some people you know who've been in relationships like that where someone was being used someone was being manipulated all to make someone else jealous and and and, and, I, and I felt your character there with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, we saw that maturation process when you when you finally right. like I'm done with it and and you're done and it, it was it was real. It was believable and, and and I'm sure when ones would see you in the airport for that they'd be like, man, you need to leave Keisha. Then they they tell you that. Yeah, man, get out of there, man. She crazy. She taking you for everything. No, it was you know Tyler. 
you know, the way he writes, you know, he he pushes the extremes, you know, and at some point you're like, could that happen? I'm like, yeah, no, it could happen. You could end up with a very vindictive person who is, you know, just really just out to hurt you in any manner possible, right? And so uh, Tyler would always mind the the ways that, you know, we could turn the screws and tighten the pressure, you know, on that character and, and that relationship, man. And um, there was, there was, some wild, some wild times in that man. And I remember one scene we were in the uh, little sports studio, and and uh, Richard was really going at it with Keisha. And I remember grabbing the sides of the, the sports desk counter and just shaking like that. And I didn't realize at the point when we called cut, I guess there were these metal edgings, and I had grabbed on it so hard, I had you know I had, I was bleeding a little bit, you know I had just gripped into it or what have you. So we, we were going into those kind of places so yeah we were trying to you know you know take like oh man we oh we, we got to do another take i need i need some bandages man because <laughs> uh brother don't grip this table so much that i don't cut myself so uh but yeah it, it, it is about you know trying to go to that dark place and i think that's one of the enjoyable things about acting is being able to go places that you know hopefully in your regular everyday life you're not having to to go there to be able to, to experience that and translate that and, and let that be a part of the story to either inform or entertain an audience. Uh, it's just it's really rewarding. And that's what makes it, I think, I'm also attracted to it. What what attracted you to, to, to start writing and also also directing? What, what was it about that? Was it things that you saw other directors and and just studying ones who were writing kind of pulled you into that, uh, that realm of, uh, of entertainment? Yeah, you know, actually, the writing actually started on that show I was doing in high school. I remember it was coming into my fourth season, and I was pretty sure I was going to leave the show when I was going off to college. You know, I didn't know where I was going to college at that time. And I remember feeling, a, you know, a little unsatisfied with where we were at that point in the show. And I remember saying to the producers, to them, to the fact of, you know, I, you know, I think it could be better. Um, no other station is doing what you're doing in the country. Um, and I kind of got the response, not word for word, but the, the energy of, oh, you don't like it, write it yourself, right? And I'm sitting there going like, you know, I've been doing this for three years. I've been sitting in these writer's room. I said, you know, I, I can do this, right? <laughs> so I started, I wrote a, uh, one episode, it got produced, and uh, and then I was leaving the show, and then they were saying, you want to continue to write, you know, even though you're gone off to school. And I, I chose not to. I was like, well, that, that, uh, that chapter, in my life, I think I was ready to be closed. But what it did do was it awakened the writer in me. So even in college, you know, I was more so, you know, I was to study theater, so I was writing more plays rather than screenplays. But even on the weekends, me and some of the fellows, we, you know, had the big old camcorders with the VHS things. We would sit and shoot a scene in the stairwell just because we were bored and didn't have anything to do and we're trying. So that, that kind of opened my film director's eye and I'm trying to edit on two VCRs. I'm going way back in the day now, right? Trying to put something together. But all that was an awakening for me. And then when I, I got to New York, uh, I was asked to be a part of this uh, writers group, uh, Playwrights Horizons African American Writers Unit. And that was that was a great experience of the nurturing and encouraging work. And you know, the one act festival there, and there's some great people in that program, like Lynn Nottage, who ended up winning the Pulitzer for her play Sweat. Uh, a lot of a lot of great key people were in that group that I was able to, to be around and, and experience their work and be encouraged by. Um, so that opened up 
my eyes to other aspects of storytelling, which is what I think it comes down to. And so as an actor, I play one particular role, one part of telling the story as the writer. I'm, I'm, I'm crafting or, or creating that world. And then as the director, I'm almost master of that world. I'm bringing that world really to life, you know? So it, it just, it was just an evolution, man. It was an evolution of, of growth from being one part of the story and then telling something greater in the story. And, and, and that's, you know, I just, I find I, I love it, man. I love all of it. And I see you, you like to work on, on, on smaller projects where you can have a little bit more freedom on. Why, why is that? Yeah. The case? I, I, I totally get that. Cause I'm the same way too, you know, because I, I, I just like things that are where I can have more freedom, more creativity. So what's, you know, why, why, why do you prefer that? You know, uh, one, just a lot of what you just said, you know, being able to, to have freedom to be able to not have to necessarily answer to anything or compromise on something. Uh, some of it's out of necessity, you know, some of the smaller things just like, well, we want to get it done. We only have this amount of resources. Either we can spend another five, six years chasing resources or we can try to, how do we tell this story with the resources we have, right? So we, we, we go that route. You know, I'm, I'm fortunately I'm in uh, next month, I'm going off to direct something, you know, a network show. And that's that's going to come with its own challenges and the other people that you have to answer to. And, you know, but it, it's still all exciting and, you know, trying to continue to, to share. So it's one, it's necessity. And two, it's, you know, out of necessity comes the luxury of, like you said, man, having control, being able to say no. I want it to be like this, or you know, I I, I don't want to have to make that choice because I I, I can control this thing. So it, that that's what I would say that where that comes from. I'm gonna be nosy now. Well, tell me about that network show, brother. You know, I'm gonna be nosy now. Can you, can you uh, talk network show? I, I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I can't. It's I can't talk. It it let's okay. say it's uh, it's it's superhero comic book related, nice. uh, and yeah. Yeah, so and and uh, I'll let them make their their announcement first. But it, you know, it came from a, a great relationship, and it was great to finally get the nod to to do it. And I'm you know I'm looking forward. So I feel like I've been preparing myself for it, and and uh, no, I'm 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 excited, man. I'm really excited. Congratulations, Kent, man. That is that that is so awesome, man. You know, it's it's always great when when good things happen to good people, man. So so congratulations Appreciate on that you. on that and everything. And thank you, brother. And, and and I know you've been on uh, the series Two Degrees, um, and, and here's the funny thing about it: I, I I've interviewed Carl Gilliard, I've interviewed um, <laughs> Erica, Erica Nicole Malone. So now you're the third person <laughs> who, I, who I've interviewed from from Two Degrees. What is it like working with Carl, man? Carl's like he's like master yoga. Yeah. Man. He is. He is a trip. He really is Two Degrees, man. I, and Carl and I were sitting there thinking, like, we don't can't even remember how we know each other, right? That's how. Like, but we've known each other for years, probably a couple of decades now, right? And I was like, how do we know each other? Like, I don't know, man. But no, Carl is great, uh, great spirit. He does know everybody. Um, you know, working on that show, it was kind of like a reunion because not only, I, I acted in one episode and that was kind of like a reunion. I was working with uh, James Black. He and I have known each other forever. Um, uh, Michael Christopher, He'd known him that brother forever. And then I ended up directing an episode 
of Two Degrees. And that brought me back to another reunion because uh, in that episode, it was Vanessa Williams, who I worked with on Soul Food Series, right? Known her for decades. Uh, Tico Wells, you know, my original heartbeat brother. He was actually in my first feature film that I directed, Sister Keeper. So we hadn't seen each other in years, so it was good to work with him. And Miguel Nunez, I directed him in a sitcom called uh, Mikasa Mikasa uh, a couple of years ago out at Bentley Evans Studio. And, um, you know, so it was like a reunion. So I was like, damn, Carl, you really are like uh, two degrees. You know, you're bringing all these forces together. Uh, he's a good brother. And then as I was looking at some of your stuff, man, I saw that um, I was peeping Columbus Shorts uh, interview, which was really, really good job on that, man. It's really, really good talk. And, and Columbus and I met doing War of the Worlds with Steven Spielberg. We were two soldiers in this you know, big sequence or what have you. And so we were out there in Palmdale shooting, you know, all night long, whatever. And we really were like in the trenches. So we were there for maybe about four or five days. But, you know, when you're with somebody four or five days, hunkered down for hours and hours on end, you know, you get tight. You know, it's like, and to this day, man, Columbus calls me something, you know, listen, brother, I'm there for you, whatever. We, we at the time, we lived around the corner from each other, although we had never really, you know, really seen each other. And so when I was doing this uh, film, uh, I guess it's been a year and a half ago, and that was right before the pandemic, the uh, BT movie Influence, which Columbus was in. We hadn't seen each other. We bumped into each other on set on that. And it was just like, you know, like a day hadn't passed, man. So it's kind of like this little black Hollywood TV separations all, all over the place. And, and and Carl is, yeah, he got, I would say, man, he's, he's the center of that universe, man. That brother knows everybody. He is, man. I'm like, Carl, who don't you know, man? You know, and, and who and don't you, talk, you know, right? And you talk about Vanessa Williams, you know, my fondest memory of Vanessa was New Jack City, Rockabye, baby. You know, every time I see Vanessa, baby, yeah, you, Keisha was no joke in New Jack City, was she? She was like, Don't she don't play, don't play, don't uh, cross her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. absolutely. No, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 an amazing time, and, and when we look at all the the different platforms that are out there right now, um, the streaming platforms, right. do you feel that's opening up more opportunities for for storytellers like yourself to have have a more broader reach and and, and really have more content out there that that the fans can enjoy? I do. I, I I'm I'm excited about the the possibilities and things that we're able to see. You know. Uh, I look like at Misha Green's Lovecraft Country. I really enjoyed what they were able to do with that series uh, in that genre. Um, and I thought it was great, you know, I don't know if you've seen the series and, and how in each episode it had kind of its own feel to it. You know, you had your, your horror one, you had your like Indiana Jones adventure one, you had your, or, or the mummy one or, or whatever. And it was great to see you know, us in that environment, getting to do those kind of things, because that's that's kind of my sensibilities in terms of what I, I want to do the stories that open my eyes to want to be in film from the begin with, you know, with, you know, the, the, the explorers or the, the ETs or the Star Wars or whatever, you know, I, I, I want to see us there, you know, and I, I think with all these outlets for distribution and being able to see things to streamers, it's allowing that to be a possibility, you know, that the, the, the path is not so narrow, you know, and, and that there are so many places to go. Ironically, it's still as, as competitive and as just as hard to get anything done <laughs> despite all these, uh, these outlets, man. It's just kind of like, it, it's crazy, I guess, because the, 
the competition's always been so high regardless and then even though there were there are more avenues that are open there's still a lot of competition out there and so it's it's not easy to get something done um but i'm i'm excited that there's there's opportunities that we, we can do more things you know that we can have a, an underground and that we can have a, a lovecraft country or we can have an atlanta or we can have you know all these great shows and story telling opportunities that are now available and now it's, it's an exciting time man yes yes it is and, and i'm i'm so glad to see you continuing to to do what you do and and two things before i let you go number one when when the news drops about the the new superhero you know production directing that you're going to be on please come back sometimes we can chat about it that'd be real cool i will man i'll e i'll email you directly like yeah that's this is what i was talking about man this is what that, i was talking about that sounds good and, and second if you if you ever need um a stand-in for a disabled part wheelchair, nice-looking black dude. Just holler at me. I got your back, bro. I'll, hey man, I'll I know. Go. I hear you just down the four five. Right? Uh, Absolutely. Do. I hear you just down the four five. Like, come on, Paul. Uh, I'll even ready. do a pro bono. I'll even do a pro bono. I just want to be on the screen. That's all, bro. <laughs> you on? You in, you got it, man. You got it, brother. Hey, sure. but can't. Hey, brother. Great talking with you, man. Been a huge fan for years, and 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 again. Look forward to chatting with you real soon, my brother. If you need anything, please holler at us. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, Paul. Keep doing your thing, brother. Huge shout out talking to my man, Kent Falcon. Been a huge fan of his for many years. Watched him on multiple programs. And it was pretty cool finding about uh, he got into the business. I made that word up, find about. <laughs> I was trying to say finding about, but I made that word, find about. Hashtag, that's mine. Don't bite my rhymes, but it was really cool to find out about just his, his backstory and his journey. And we talked about North Carolina and we talked about uh, the barbecue with the slaw on the pulled pork sandwich. Yeah, you never know what you're going to hear. Him. So see, that's why we like to take our time talking with these amazing people out there so that you can connect with them and you can find out some of the things that, they, that they've been, to, been through and the projects that they're working on. And when you hear our interviews, you're like, wow, I can, I can connect with them. All right, well, it's time for me to make like a tree and get out of here. But until next time, do me a favor. Please stay well and stay safe. And remember, I love you guys a lot. Ain't your average entertainment show. More than entertainment than what's on the screen. Connecting dots on what you see. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.